I don't really want to learn from people who have a huge gross and almost no net. I also don't want to learn from people who work all the time and make a lot of money. If I were to go out and choose a guru, I would find a guru who has multiple businesses all the time in the world and makes a pile of money. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here. Heather Marchant with me. Yep. And this is the well, time of year when Ron starts punking me that I'm wearing sweatshirts and he's wearing t-shirts. So spare everyone. That's what's happening because <laughs> I live in the cold I did, tundra. I did work out by the pool today, so it yeah. really sucked. It was horrible. Yeah. It's also the time of year when Ron, like a bunch of other people, are feverishly, well, you too, Heather, I know, feverishly looking Fever. for the end of year deals. So, yeah, if that's you, you need to make it happen. So I, I potentially found one today with the help of Heather. Thank you, Heather. I was looking at it and just trying to figure out how many dinners I was going to have to buy my banker to get this done before the end of the year. <laughs> it may end up being more than dinners. I'm not exactly sure. Anyway, I don't yeah, know what no I'm going to do to be able to get that done by the end of the year. But we'll see what happens. I was thinking of you. I didn't tell you this, I don't think, Ron. But I ended up going out with Doug and going car shopping because our car Ooh. when my husband brought up duct tape last week i was like we are yes. not a duct tape family like i am fine driving an old car but we are not a duct tape family <laughs> so that's so, rough that's so rough. i'm when feverishly a buying a car. car yeah yes well good i'm glad you're gonna yeah. share with everybody what you're buying what you well buying? you'd be entirely lame compared to your cars i am about function as you know ron i'm very much about function so I drive, my minivan is 10 years old and I think I might buy another minivan. I keep looking at everything else over 6,000 gross vehicle weight and I'm like, oh man, I need a minivan. So can't do it. And I think it's just because you haven't gotten over to the other side. You need to get to the SUV side and you'll, yeah. I know we have an SUV though. That's our other car. So I'm oh, like, well eh, then you're good. I have one of those. Yeah, those you're right. No thing. So, okay. Then <laughs> let's get into this. Hey, well, really quickly, I had a couple of questions on cost segregation before we get into what we're going to talk about today, which is hysterical. It's a post by a friend of mine who, anyway, we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. But somebody asked in our group, which if you're not a part of, you should be, our cash flow group on Facebook about cost segregations and you need to have it done by the end of the year. You do not have to have the cost segregation study done by the end of the year, but you certainly do have to close on the property by the end of the year. So if you guys heard in some of our previous podcasts, I closed on a property a couple of years ago on December 31st, literally the last day of the year we closed. And then you can have the write-off for the whole year. Oh, so and You can do the, the cost segregation has to be done before you file your taxes. So it has to be done before April so that you can file your taxes, but it does not have to be done. You just have to close on the property. So mm -hmm. if you were trying to figure out how you get all that stuff done by the end of the year, you do not have to get all that stuff done by the end of the year. You just have to buy the property. So yeah, get after I, it. 
Christmas has become totally different for me in the last few years since I'm trying to buy at the end of the year and through no fault of my own, very much not my fault, but I should have closed last December on the property I'm buying and still haven't closed. So I'm starting to feel a little nervous, but you know, it's <laughs> that right. it's not going to close this year. Love it. Oh, uh, if everybody remembers that happened to me last year, we were supposed to close on our property and we didn't close until February. So it happens. You got to start early. And if you're trying to hit the end of the year, like I'm trying to hit right now, the odds are currently stacked against you, but it does not mean that you cannot get it done. So yep. wouldn't you say um, of a 60, 40, like a 40% chance of making it happen at this point? I would think so. I'm going to go 60 for myself, Heather, because I don't like the negativity you're throwing <laughs> my way right now. I, I think I'm the eternal optimist. I think we can get, get things done. Oh my gosh. Uh, let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope. It's all right. I'll help you out, man. We'll figure it out. So oh, anyway. And we should I, talk we about were, our yeah, January class. The January Yes, because it's coming up. My gosh. In just a couple of weeks, it's going to be December. And then everybody knows how December goes. Yeah. It just like whirls okay. by and then it's a new year. Ta-da. <laughs> well, we have lots of cool guest speakers. They're going to be coming. We're keeping the group smaller so that it's easier to answer more specific questions. Mm-hmm. If we have time to fit in some hot seats, I'm going to try to do some hot seats, Ron. Ooh. Wouldn't that be fun? It would be fun. Yeah. It would be fun. For us, for sure, it'll be fun. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about everybody else, but it'll certainly be fun for us. And that's really all that matters, Heather. So I agree. I agree. Anyway, to get more information on that, you go to rpcinvest.com forward slash masterclass. I still love the name. I know. Who doesn't want to attend a masterclass? I want to. So that's everybody. Heather will be there, everybody. So... (laughs) With bells on. Okay, so I saw this post. And I've had, Heather, you and I have had conversations about this over the years. I don't even yeah. know how many times. But this struck me as pretty funny just because of what was written here. And so my buddy, my buddy posts, if I see one more guru selling courses who's been in business 10 and a half months and is late on rent, I'm going to snap. Okay. <laughs> and it just hit me funny. <laughs> it hit me funny because... I know this guy. And if he says this, that means he has firsthand knowledge that this quote guru is late on his rent. Now that's not in itself funny. I, I don't wish ill will on whoever it is that's late on their rent. But man, if you're going to be teaching, if you're going to be teaching people how to be successful, you probably ought to be able to pay your rent. And you probably, I'm just throwing it out there. You probably should have been in the business longer than 10 and a half months. Yeah, I think that's the kicker for me without a lot of experience because you can have, I mean, a 2008 put a lot of people in our industry that didn't expect to have issues. So things, circumstances can happen. It's not that. It's more of claiming something that you're not. That I think is the and vibe. Man, there's a disease of this going around. So... Heather knows this about me. I think we're pretty equally yoked on this, but I seem to make comments about it more than anybody else. And that is, look, if you don't own your own jet, yes. you probably shouldn't be posting. <laughs> don't post pictures like you do. I'm sorry. In front of the flashy you probably car. shouldn't be standing in front of one acting like you have your own jet. I'm yeah. just saying... You probably shouldn't be doing that. You know, when you are on social media 
and it has filter, no filter all the time right now. At least I see it a lot. This is like the filter, no filter of business. Like filter, look, I'm this successful person putting a filter on yourself by posting pictures or insinuating. So the comments in this post were hilarious. I started to really enjoy these. So my buddy who posted this, he is in the real estate business and rehabs properties and wholesales properties and all that good stuff. So there's no shortage of gurus in the wholesale and rehab space. I mean, there's no shortage. They're a dime a dozen. There are far fewer of them who actually know what they're doing, have been doing it for some time and are doing it at some kind of a scale where they have systems in place and aren't like a slave to their business such that I would want to learn from them if that's what I wanted to do. Very few of them. Yeah. And, you know, you get to a point in business and you surround yourself with all these people that you start to know who's real and who's not. And so it makes posts like this even more funny because I've seen this movie a time or two. Yeah. I think is the thing. And so the next comments are really hilarious. The first one is, How about entrepreneur business coach that had a business for less than two years, (laughs) which I mean, if you think about it now, 90% of businesses fail within the first year, but almost no more of that 10%, like make it to year 10. It's such a small fraction of businesses that actually make it to year 10, that to suggest that if you've made it to year two, that you then have all of the systems built, everything done, you've only been in business ever for two years, is so funny because that person doesn't even know what they don't know yet. Yeah, exactly. Have they having hit like a change in the economy? Few, or, yeah. yeah, having started a few and failed at a few, I can tell you that the two-year mark does not <laughs> a long-term business make. It just doesn't. Anyway, and the guy that said that is a business coach and has been in business for a long, long time um, and is one of the ones who's really, really good. Next comment, even funnier. These are so good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How about the relationship experts that have been divorced multiple times and are currently single? I mean, nope, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say something really mean. I'm not going to say it. I, I paused because I don't think I should say it. But man, I mean, I'm not sitting here talking, saying that divorce is 100% someone's fault and they don't have anything positive to share on relationships. But if you've been divorced multiple times, I'm not sure, and you're currently single, and you have no longevity in any relationship, I'm not sure relationship advice is your gig. Like, go get a different gig. That's all I'm saying. Yep. I do think it's great if you learned a whole bunch of stuff from your last three divorces. That's good. I think you could probably share it. I just think maybe charging money for it is a bad plan. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to be said about walking the walk, talking the talk. I just know from my perspective with RP Capital, when I was telling everyone you should buy rental properties, and then they would say, Heather, do you own any rental properties? It was like the worst question for me to answer for years because my husband was in grad school. There was no way, I probably couldn't even qualify back then too because it was 2008, 
and I couldn't buy a rental property. So when I finally bought a rental property and told people that I have rental property, it was the best feeling in the world to feel like I was mm -hmm. doing the things that I was telling people to do. And was it easy? Absolutely not. We were scraping every penny together to pay off the student loans to then move forward with buying a rental property. And I wanted to be able to say, I own 10 rental properties, but I couldn't. And I just told him the truth. And I said, yeah, I have other expenses right now. I'm going to get there. But I still remember saying I'm under contract and just wanting to shout it from the rooftops because it had been so hard to get there. Yeah. So I think mm. that's what I hear in all this, Ron, is that like genuine article in Australia, they call this fair dinkum. <laughs> I lived in Australia for a little while. So fair dinkum is like the genuine article and oh, it's like a fair dinkum person. Right. So anyway, that's my, and look, this happened last time in 2006 and seven. It was like somebody threw seeds for gurus. Yeah. Like they just chucked them out and <laughs> all these gurus like popped up. They were all over the place because the market was such that I was just telling somebody the other day, I said, you know, when stupid people start making money in real estate, I start to get a little nervous. And by nervous, I mean excited because something's shifting when stupid people can make money. That means something's going to happen. There has to be a correction because that's exactly what happened last time. It was a bunch of morons making money and they didn't even know why or how they were making money. They just knew they were making money, right? Mm -hmm. And Joe down the street, somebody told him real estate was a good idea. So he went and bought some and he made some money. Doesn't know how, no clue what happened, but he made money. That's usually a problem usually a signal, right? That something is amiss. So really what does point. that mean? It means tighten your numbers down. Make sure you're buying on fundamentals. Make sure you know what you're doing and you're not the stupid, you know, whoever down the street that doesn't know what they're doing because yeah. those people are going to get hurt. Yeah. But I think it's funny because no matter what area of whatever it is you're trying to learn, Heather, there is a guru for it or multiple gurus for it. In the real estate market right now, there just seems to be an inordinate amount of them. And this happens for a couple of reasons. And I'll tell you one of the reasons. And you guys should just use this as a guide as you're out there. If you're looking for someone, you want to call them a guru or a trainer or mentor or whatever you want to call them. If you're looking for someone, you should understand this piece. And then we'll give you a couple of other tips about what you can ask. But people do this because the deals get harder to get. And so They've had deal flow for a year or two. The business was going well. They have overhead. Now the deals are harder to get. Overhead has gone nowhere, but income is dropping. And they go, man, it's harder to get deals. Mm -hmm. But I see this guy over here, he's making a million dollars a year. And all he's doing is selling a course. And I already know how to do this because I bought a course before and it worked for a year for me. And so... I'm going to create a course because I need the extra million to pay my overhead because I can't figure out how to get the deals, enough deals to be able to pay the overhead for my business. And I promise you, that's exactly what's happened. And since real estate is such a hot topic right now, because Joe down the street just made a fortune on a property and he doesn't know how. That means everybody's talking about it. Since everybody's talking about it, it's easier 
for new guru to get out there and sell an info product. Then typically they bolt right onto that info product. They bolt some coaching, right? That's how they become a guru. So they sell an info product and wham, coaching. Now that's happening right now. And I know it is because I'm in a bunch of groups and people literally say that like, I'm putting this on because the market shifted. So now it's a good time to be able to go out and do that. Well, <laughs> if you just think through the logic there for just a second, that is a human being who does not care about their students because if the quote guru can't find the deals, how is the student going to find the deals? Yeah, exactly. If the market has compressed to the point where they can't find enough deals to pay their overhead, how in the world is the newbie going to have any shot at making a go at this? Yeah. And how many times have we been approached about selling some kind of coaching? I mean, a lot of times. Like you guys educate people for free. You could sell a coaching program. <laughs> so many times. So it's, many uh, times. It's like, oh, well, it's easy. And yeah, it's not that it's bad. I don't want to like say that it's bad, but. No, I think everybody can go back. I'm a product of the coaching industry. I came from there. Wouldn't even be here if it weren't for the horrible coaching program. That I mean, the education, I think, was good. The coaching, mentoring, and partnering part of it like blew up in the first week after I was out. So you just got to be careful because if you're out there looking for this, you're searching for it, there's some things you need to look for. Number one, what does the current business look like? They should be able to tell you how many deals they're doing. They ought to be able to tell you what their average wholesale fee is if they're selling wholesale. They ought to be able to tell you, you ought to be able to ask deeper questions to start to understand whether or not they're the real deal. Mm. And look, super easy thing to do. Heather, if you see somebody who is selling an info product and they're standing in front of a jet, there's a super easy question. Do you know what it is? Do you own a jet? Do you own that jet you're in front of? <laughs> oh, if they're, and then I'm not suggesting that that's the test of success because it's not. You don't have to have a jet to be successful. I don't own a jet. Just let's be, be clear. I don't own yeah. a jet. But that's not to say that I didn't try to buy one this year. I did try to buy one this year, but not, not for me to you. I didn't tell you that. It's because I don't want to pay taxes, Heather. I'm seriously looking at a jet. This is complete aside. But if I were to buy a jet, it wouldn't be for me to use. I would lease it out so that I could break even or make a little bit of money on it and take a massive write-off, right? And the numbers actually did work out. The problem is, again, I'm running out of time towards the end of the year here to make this happen. And so since everyone else on the planet is shopping for jets, Apparently too. So we can add that to the list. If you're shopping for a Range Rover, it's probably too late. They probably are sold out. Same thing apparently with jets, people. So in the event that you were shopping for a jet, you're probably SOL at this point. Mm -hmm. So yes, ask them if they own the jet. If they don't own the jet and they've taken a picture in front of the jet to sell you about how successful they are, I'm just going to go ahead and give you a piece of advice. And that advice would be, Heather? Walk away. I don't know. Walk away. Maybe run. <laughs> don't buy their crap. Yeah. Uh, I would never like feeling oversold and feeling like someone is, like they're being something they're not. When we went car shopping, it was a great example of this this last weekend. 
I had one sales guy at the Jeep shop, which by the way, I was super impressed with Jeep, but he was totally awesome. Didn't try to push us or anything. And the next guy was totally smug. My husband and I are both like, yeah, we're not buying from that guy. <laughs> like it's, it's a, I feel like a person's character and who they are really matters to me more since actually since working with you, Ron, like really matters to me, their core values and doing business with someone that shares those core, those core values. So I would never take a picture of myself and try to be someone I'm not to get a sale ever. And listen, if you're a guru out there and you have made the mistake of taking what I would, sorry, what I would consider to be the mistake of taking a picture in front of a jet or a Ferrari or taking a video of you in what you are not necessarily claiming, but kind of claiming is your house that you rented off of Airbnb. I mean, if that's what you're doing after you listen to this, just know that you don't have to do that to be able to get clients. It's not necessary. You can stop being a douche and you can be a normal human being who is portrays themselves as who they are. Mm -hmm. It's also all right to tell people I've been doing this for two years. I've been pretty successful and I'm looking for five people to help or whatever. Just tell people the truth. I found that that works a lot better Mm -hmm. than what's the other thing people say, Heather, they're not lying. They're inflating the truth. I don't know what I guess, whatever. It's all lying people. So look, if you're implying that you own a jet and you don't own a jet, even though you didn't say you own the jet, you're still a liar. It's okay. Let's just call it what it is. That's what it is. And so these gurus out there, there's a few tests, right? Just ask them. Anybody who is successful doesn't mind answering the questions about their business. Mm -hmm. Ask them the questions about their business. I don't really want to learn from people who have a huge gross and almost no net. I don't want to learn from people like that. I also don't want to learn from people who work all the freaking time and make a lot of money. I'm impressed by, and I want, like, if I were to go out and choose a guru, I would go out and I would find a guru who has multiple businesses all the time in the world and makes a pile of money. Yes, and that you not would the hustle. never know it. Yeah. Like, because they show up. For instance, I was just in a meeting, I don't know, a week or two ago, Heather. Like I got back and I told you I just hung out with a billionaire. Hmm. I didn't even know he was that. I mean, I knew he exited a company for like nine figures, but I didn't realize he was currently a billionaire. Hmm. And if you saw this dude on the street, you would never know he was worth a billion dollars. Never. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, oh, what is the book that talks about that, Ron? About the millionaire, the millionaire next door? Is that it? Millionaire next door, yep. Yeah, and I loved, I like ate that book up, just talking about all the millionaires that are in the country that aren't flashy and just go about their lives, you know? (laughs) Driving their 10-year-old minivans, maybe, I don't know. (laughs) You would literally never know. And a lot of them run really, really successful businesses. And some of them, guys, some of them, really do have solid coaching, mentoring programs. So I'm not beating up on the entire industry, just like 90% of it. That's all. 90% (laughs) of it is just a bunch of crap. The 10% is exceptional. You just have to be able to reach through and grab the exceptional. 
And I can say that since I don't sell coaching. Yeah. So exactly. I can talk about it and I know a bunch of them. Many of them are in my masterminds and I know who the good ones are because I hear them talk about their business. And funny, ones who are really, really good and very successful, almost all of them talk about their business with some kind of regard for the student mm. or the person that they're trying to help. Hmm. Not about the money. Money seems to be secondary to those people. That's really interesting. Yes. The ones who talk about money all the time almost never talk about the people. They talk about numbers. And look, I'm all about numbers too. But at some point, if you're a coach, you have to concern yourself with if the people actually can do what you're teaching them to do. And if they ultimately, if you have a 3% success rate, I think you're a failure as a coach. Great marketer, great marketer, horrible coach, right? Yeah. Horrible guru. True. Maybe they so. should move into marketing guru. Just saying. <laughs> well, I think some of them call themselves that, but those are the guys who typically don't pose in front of. Yeah. Those guys typically don't pose in front of a jet because they're busy making money marketing and yeah. they don't have time to go pose in True. front of a jet. So anyway, for what it's worth, guys, the jet posers, there's at least one jet poser who owns a jet who's still a douche. I'm not going to say his name, but <laughs> you know who he is. <laughs> so I thought you were going to say something still like the jet posers were not impressed is what I thought you were going to I was. I got a mental interruption either by thinking by saying jet posers. And then I'm thinking, well, we didn't even really classify the fact that there are some people who actually own jets that are still douchebags. One in particular that will remain nameless. And you'll also note that on today's show, we have talked about a whole bunch of people who I know their names and I did not mention any of them because that is also a douchebag move. True. That is, I agree. All of that said, Heather, anybody out there who's looking for someone in a particular industry, if you want to know, if you want a referral for somebody who's really good in that particular industry, let me know. I'm happy to make an introduction. True. Funny yeah. thing, I don't have an affiliate link to anybody. So if I make an introduction, it will be a genuine introduction to someone who's just a solid human being. Love it. With that said, go sign up for our masterclass. It'll be fun. We're going to have a blast doing that. Get your crap together. Close on your stuff before the end of the year. And if you need to know who to go to for your cost segregation study post-close, Yeah, we have a fantastic discount, man. So reach out. And as always, till next time, everybody get out there, make something happen. Bye, everyone. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.